Well, hi, and welcome back to the Clarity Podcast. Clarity is our one-year experience where we are seeking as a church to see Jesus more clearly. And uh, we're, we're in a season right now of uh, seeking to see clear Jesus in um, in doing social distancing and being separated. So um, we are here to, to talk about um, this week's kind of passage that we heard taught on is in John chapter 21, and it's where Jesus reinstates Peter after Peter failed and, and denied Jesus during Jesus's hour of, uh, of, of trial and uh, crucifixion. So there's this beautiful scene where Jesus um, three times in kind of an echo of Peter's three denials reinstates Peter to a role of shepherding his flock. Um, and so it's a powerful image and, and it, it echoes to this kind of question of what do you do in following the Lord and being used by the Lord after you've failed, after you've had a sin that, that, um, that brings you shame and you kind of feel like, man, I'm not qualified to serve the Lord anymore. Um, and so we've got with us, um, Rodney Holmstrom, who's going to help speak into that a little bit. Hey, Rodney. Hey, buddy. How's it going, man? It's going well. Good to, good to be with you. You know, I was, yeah. I'm excited for you to speak to this, Rodney, because, you know, you have, have played a big role in my own personal life in this. Um, when I was dealing with the brokenness and the sin in my life and jumped into Celebrate Recovery and did a step study, I remember sitting in your office and telling you that I just felt disqualified to serve the Lord, disqualified to do ministry. And I remember you you saying something to me that was a huge challenge at the time and has really stuck with me. You said, Nick, God has called you to be a disciple maker. Jesus put that call on all of his followers. And he said, "Are you, you, you said to me, are you going to let past sin and disobedience be an excuse for future sin and disobedience and not following the Lord? And uh, that reframed it for me, um, that I still have a call to obey the Lord, um, despite how I failed in the past. And so for people who, um, who something about Peter's story kind of hits home for them, that they've felt mm. that, that shame of failing the Lord and that question of, can I still be used by the Lord? I'd just be curious kind of what, what you would say to people this week as, as we're reflecting on that. Yeah. You know, it's interesting as I think about that story and, and, you know, we, we know that when Jesus came back at, you know, to Peter and he's they're in the boat and he's calling them to shore. I think the scripture says, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Nick, I think it says that Peter threw himself into the water. You know, he was, mm. I mean, there was there was a level of excitement that he wanted to he wanted to be uh, in front of Jesus. But it was interesting for me to think through the lens of how many times when we deny Christ (laughs) and I'm reminded that that Christ, he didn't die just because we were behaving wrong. Those were indicators of something even deeper and that was a separation from God, right? Yeah. And so Christ had to come to reunite us with that relationship to, to you know, take away that, that separation, that gap. And, and here's what strikes me is, is in our sin, in our pain, our choices, there's a shame that comes over us. And, and I think about that throwing myself into the water for me, it's uh, I see too many people, uh, and I think the enemy just thrives on this. As we throw ourselves into the water um, to hide, mm. right? Yeah. Like, God, if you saw who I really am, and He already knows who we are, right? <laughs> this is why He died. Uh, that that nothing can ever separate His love from us. The hope is that if we come back to Him, 
that it would change our choices, that it would actually change our direction. And I think I think what the enemy loves, and you said it well, just reminding me of that conversation. I don't know how many years ago that was, but yeah, I remember. thinking about that um, is, you know, we get stuck in this mindset that, well, I've already messed up. My destiny is to just stay on this path. And it kind of gives us a license to, to stay on that path. And yeah. Christ didn't die so that we could stay on that path. He, he died to uh, restore us so that we could be used. He could take that, those wounds from my past, from your past to actually be used for his glory. Mm. Um, but there is a level of surrender that has to happen, right? Yeah. <laughs> if we just say, well, I messed up, but I'm going to keep being used, you know, God, we could go through the motions and you know this, we could go through the motions, but when we kind of build up this, this false picture of ourselves and not truly deal with the root of it, then we're not effective for ministry the way God called us to. Hmm. And so he has plans for us. And here's a, here's a reality. He, it may not look the way we thought it would initially, yeah. <laughs> but he's going to take that hurt. And, and as we return to him, and and put our focus on him and not necessarily on what we're doing but the being part of it then he actually surprises us and says hey you didn't even see this coming Mm -hmm. but i'm going to use you in this capacity when you thought that you couldn't be used ever again i'm just going to bless your socks off (laughs) pretty cool it is so cool and uh, you know we were as we've been working through the story of the last week of jesus as a family um we came to the part where Judas uh, feels shame and regret over having betrayed Jesus. And it was the first time my daughter had ever hit the part of the story where he committed suicide. And she was Mm. devastated by that choice. And, and she said, but if he, if he saw what he did was wrong, why wouldn't he go to Jesus? And, and as we were talking about as a family, it struck us that we had two people who betrayed their Savior that night, Judas and Peter, both mm-hmm. wept over their actions. And the difference, bo- both of them were traitors. You know, both mm-hmm. of them betrayed their Savior. Um, but, but Peter went, as you said, Peter went to Jesus in, yeah. you know, that shame didn't master Peter. Um, yeah. And I think that's such a powerful, powerful picture. Um, and, and also, you know, I was just thinking about the, you know, the, the, the being used by Christ doesn't always look the way um, that we expect it to, you know. And mm-hmm. I've noticed that it, this is, I don't know if this is just a, a, a gift of the Lord, but every, every time it seems like that I have a week where I'm built, just beat down with shame over my mm-hmm. failures, I end up getting a call from a guy who's dealing with the same thing who wants to talk about it. Mm. And that's just this yeah, cool. <laughs> incredible thing that God does. Like, I, okay, I guess like my ministry, this person right now is to be able to say, yeah, I've, I'm, I've been where you are. Um, and that's, you know, it, it, it's much more, it would be a much bigger boost to my ego for my ministry to be, to speak out of my, ex, you know, my expertise or my perfection. Um, but I found that, that God uses my areas of brokenness in, in a much more powerful way. That's probably not the ministry I would have chosen for myself. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you're right. God, you know, that is, it is a surprising thing that God often does. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's interesting just thinking of, I hadn't thought of the, the parallels there with Peter and Judas, but the, you know, the enemy 
will try to lure us and tempt us to go in this place. I like to call this this land of misery, right? Uh, actually, the the German word for misery is Eland, and it's pretty fascinating that the it literally means to wander away from our native land. Where's our native land? With the Father, wow. following His purpose, following His His guidance, following His direction. So, so we wander away from our native land and stay in a state of homesickness. Mm. And we were wired to carry out His plan, and that is to carry this message to others, right? To carry the good news, to disciple, to grow, to um, help people be encouraged. And the greatest asset we have in that is come back to our native land and experience his grace and his mercy so that we can then look somebody in the eye and say, I know what it means to live and walk in grace and mercy. And when you talk to somebody, I'm just thinking about the guy that called you this week, right? Yeah. He knows when he hears somebody that's tasted and seen grace and mercy. I mean, it's a pretty sweet thing. And that's what gives us that hope. And it's just that, that oxygen for our soul, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, but the enemy wants to keep us, you know, he'll lure us away from our native land. And then he, and then when we, if we give into that temptation, then he says, I can't believe you did that. Yeah. You can never go home now. Mm. Right. And what he's saying is, you're never going to be used by God again. Um, you might as well just hang out in Misery Island and just, you know, kind of wallow in this with me. And what a miserable place. I, I think it's fitting that it's it's misery, you know. Yep. We don't have to live in that misery. Mm. Yeah. Pretty fascinating. It really is. And I also think, I mean, just one of the, I think, the supreme values of, of Celebrate Recovery that was so important to me and I think is so important in that, that restoration process is just having other brothers and sisters that can speak into that. Um, yeah. Because, you know, when I'm, shame thrives in isolation. And so, yeah. so I just, I don't know if you can speak to that, just the value of having people that can come alongside you in that process. Yeah, I think that is. I mean, there, there's, there's a reason why I think it's 56 plus times in the New Testament, he mentions the one another's that he, he, Jesus knew that we were wired for connection. And, and there's actually something chemically, even in our, our brain and our heart that happens when we're in distress, it's saying, I need to be with someone who loves and cares about me. And so Christ, you know, God built us that way. And so to be able to come alongside people and, and allow people, there's a vulnerability that comes with allowing people into my pain to help me in that growth process. Because if I allow you in, then you're going to see the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? <laughs> scary. Yeah. It's, it's scary yeah. to be seen. Yeah. I think I think one of the things that is a challenge, and and I know I've wrestled with this, is when we look at our past, we we live and we walk in his mercy and his grace, and we know that God is now using us. I think when the enemy says, okay, I lost that battle, well, I'm going to go to battle number two. And battle number two is I'm going to convince you now that you have to do everything absolutely perfect. And if you make one mistake, they're going to see you for who you really are. And by the way, they're going to bring up everything that you've ever done wrong in your life, and you're going to go back. And so that that perfectionistic uh, thread tends to weave in uh, to our our veins in our, our mindset and our heart 
it gets us stuck too. So I, I've received God's going to use me, and now I'm I'm very rigid. I'm perfectionistic, and I put this incredible pressure on myself, which then causes us to kind of give life to this false version of ourself that says, "I used to be that, but now I don't ever make mistakes." Which is just as harmful, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can't see, but I'm like nodding and kind of chuckling a little bit as Rodney's describing my inner uh, thoughts right now. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we get stuck in that. I think the enemy just kind of thrives in that. He's like, man, I, I lost that first battle, and I'm going to try to convince you. And, and it can be just as um, miserable for us because we start to create this inflated uh, version of ourself. And by the way, we get pats on the back for it. Yep. And it makes it hard. I was talking about this with our Good Friday services that, you know, it, this mindset of, you know, thank, thank God that Jesus died on the cross so I wouldn't have to die. But the reality is we do have to die, not physically, but spiritually to the flesh. We have to that inflated version of ourself we have to let die um, to not buy into that mindset that just because I came out of muck and now he's using me doesn't mean now I have to to live up to the the standard that says you have to be perfect now, Nick. Yeah. You have to be perfect now, Rodney. And if you make one mistake, you're going back to the dungeon Oof. and where you belong, right? Yeah. Oh, and what a miserable place. Seriously. The enemy is so deceitful. Yeah. And not at all our father's heart. Um, exactly. I mean, no. not at all. It, yeah. If, if sin, the reality is if sin disqualified us, none of us would be serving. Yeah. Right. We all, that's why we need a savior. And that's why we daily have to seek him. That's why daily we have to direct our attention toward him because he provides, he is the source to keep us in that, in that place uh, with him when I fail, not if, but when I, you know, snap at my wife and go, Oh man, I shouldn't talk. I'm, I'm such an idiot, you know, Yeah, <laughs> it's God, would you forgive me for that? And I need to make amends. I need to make amends to her. And I want to work on the stuff that led me to that. Cause I don't want to repeat that, but Thank you for loving me even when I'm unlovable. But that's the beauty of that mercy and grace, not giving me what I deserve, yeah. but also giving me this beautiful gift called grace, mm. which includes the power of the Holy Spirit yep. that we have access to to be able to face and walk in, in this thing we call ministry um, and loving and serving other people and leading them to Christ and helping them grow in the Lord. Mm. What, what a joyous, motivating picture of the life of restoration. And so, well, Rodney, thanks. And, uh, hey, thanks for, this is just my little counseling session that we got to uh, record for everybody else to listen to. So thanks for reminding me and reminding us of, of the grace and the new creation life that, that Jesus brings to restore us mm -hmm. and use us. So. Amen. Yeah. Thanks for having me, brother. Absolutely. And, uh, thanks for listening to the clarity podcast. And our prayer is that we will always get a more clear picture of Jesus and, uh, what Jesus has for our lives.